Hello and welcome back to The Huddle. Here at The Huddle, we like to focus on positive sports chat. We love to hear from sports people about their lives, their careers and how sport can have a positive impact on our communities. Our names are Otis, Archie, Elroy and Kingy. Today we are lucky enough to have Kendra Coxedge. Kendra is a 34-year-old retired professional rugby player with a truckload of awards. She has won the Women's Rugby World Cup three times and played in the Fire Palmer Cup for Canterbury, who are five-time champions, won the World Cup Sevens Championship and has won the New Zealand Order of Merit. And we haven't even mentioned her cricket skills and long list of other impressive achievements. She is a great halfback who can goal kick too. Welcome to the huddle, Kendra. Thanks, guys. Where were you born? I was born uh, in the North Island in a place called uh, up in Taranaki uh, in New Plymouth. Oh, yeah. yeah. Can you tell us what growing up was like for you? Growing up for me was was pretty awesome. Um, Obviously from a small town up there, so um, a lot of sport, um, a lot of running around, kicking the ball after school and then only going home when it was time for dinner. Um, And I've got three sisters uh, one who's my twin sister, um, and we'll talk a little bit later on the podcast how I kind of got into rugby because uh, it's a good little story. Um, but um, no, great, you know, everyone knew everyone in the community I was from, so um, it was it was pretty special. So you couldn't really get up to any mischief. <laughs> Who in your family is your biggest supporter and how do they support you? Uh, I'll probably say, um, to be honest, all my family, um, but mostly like mum and dad. You know, I was four years old when I first started playing rugby and and played with the boys uh, and they allowed me to do that. You know, there's a lot of parents that don't let their their girls, it's probably a bit different now, but back then a lot of girls weren't really playing the game. Um, But mum and dad allowed me to play and and backed me, even though mum would close her eyes if I'm at the bottom of a ruck um, or something, worried I wasn't going to be able to come out alive. But um, no, I'm hugely, you know, hugely proud that they um, allowed me to to play the game that I love. Yeah. What was your first memory of rugby? Did you play as as a kid? If so, what was your first club? Yeah, so I was um, four years old. I played for a club called Okato Rugby Club. Um, And my memories there was uh, cold. It was cold and frosty mornings. Uh, We used to play on bare feet. Um, So running around on cold cold grass, uh, icy in South Taranaki, it was freezing. And I remember, you know, at halftime, I'd go and jump on mum and dad's um, feet, stand on them because my feet were freezing. I would stand on a fence just to get our feet off the, the grass. I just remember them being all red. Um, you know, you know, from the ice. But uh, I also remember when I first started playing, I literally just followed the coach around. I didn't really know what I was doing. You know, four-year-old, you're kind of not sure what you're doing. But I just yeah ran around after the coach and and then just um, continued to to love the game. Do you know if there was a reason why you played in bare feet, or was it just? Mate, we just had no boots in the necky, mate. We're tough. <laughs> Did or do you play any other sports? Yeah, so through um, through school, uh, through high school and, and, well, obviously primary year, I played a lot of cricket and, and rugby and then as you get older, you discover more sport and um, I played touch, basketball, squash um, and then rugby and cricket were my major ones. Um, so I'm all about playing as many sport as you can at high school and, and enjoying that because, you know, once you kind of finish high school, that kind of goes and um, you kind of, you, you do miss it. So, um, and I probably more mostly enjoyed uh, playing sport than actually being at school. Yeah, I love Canterbury, the Crusaders, and the All Blacks. What teams did you support when you were growing up? 
Uh, I supported um, obviously the All Blacks uh, as well when I found out because I didn't know to start with there was a New Zealand women's rugby team. So um, once I found out about the Black Ferns, obviously they were they were huge. I used to follow them heavily. Um, but Hurricanes because Hurricanes used to be sit under the Naki the Naki region. Um, so massive Hurricane supporters and, and the same with Taranaki as well. Oh, the Canes, up <laughs> the Canes. Nah. <laughs> What's it like travelling to lots of places? What are the good things and what are the bad things? Oh, it's it's awesome. Um, I've been lucky enough to travel all around the world um, with playing rugby and um, the cool thing is exploring different cultures and, and different environments and um, the thing that I love is is really kind of getting in, involved in the culture. You know, over in France, you, you know, you got to try the snails, they eat snails and frog's legs and you got to try, you know, try and that different culture and do that. Um, but the thing that I find really hard is the language barrier. Um, you know, when you go into a shop and you just want a hot chocolate or you just want to buy something and they can't quite understand you and what you're saying and there's that language barrier but at the same time it's the experience of it too but um yeah I've been lucky enough to go all around the world and it's been absolutely incredible. Did you like the frog legs? Yeah frog legs were good but snails were better. Snails? Yeah just straight out of the shell with a toothpick. <laughs> yeah they cook them up though it just tastes a little bit like a like a prawn or a bit of chicken. Would you do that here if you found snails cook it up? Yeah should we do that should we go find some and cook uh, them up? Yeah. <laughs> After the podcast? Uh, After the podcast. <laughs> Who do you look up to and why? Um, of there's been a lot of people throughout my career that I've kind of I've looked up to, and um, you know when I was when I was a kid growing through like just rugby player wise, it was like Christian Cullen, uh, obviously Hurricanes again, Hurricanes fullback, um, and then once I knew about the women's the Black Ferns and New Zealand women's rugby team, it was like the Anna Richards and Amelia Rules and the Casey Robinsons of the world who who just inspired me. And um, there's a lot of female athletes too, like Barbara Kendall. You guys are probably too young to know her, but she was obviously one of our Olympians back in the day and just sitting back and watching the Olympic sports and, and the females obviously doing really well. Um, I just kind of changed almost like every week who I kind of looked up to but um, I just I just I wanted to aspire to, to wear the fern and, and just watching them and what they did in their sport was pretty incredible. Yeah. My favourite food is fried chicken. Shout out to Bobby Wayne at CNC Chicken and Cornbread. Describe your favourite meal. Ooh, um, I've got lots of favourite meals, but mum's uh, roast lamb. I, like Every time I go back up to the Naki, they're still up there, so she usually cooks me a roast lamb. And I could say dad's roast lamb too. They cook it quite different. Mum's in the oven, dad's on the barbie now, so, um, you know, on the barbecue, a bit more succulent on the old Weber. Um, but it's uh, definitely roast lamb um, with, you know, with roasties, roast potatoes, um, kumara, pumpkin um, with some peas and, um, and and the gravy. You can't forget the gravy. Mm. What do you think about your competitor against lamb, the chicken roast? Oh, yeah, chicken's good too, eh? Um, I, I like lamb. I like lamb better though. Same. Yeah. What's the biggest challenge being a professional sports person? Um, I think uh, a lot of people think that um, – it's all glory and it's all rainbows and butterflies. Um, and don't get me wrong, it, it's got some great things about it, but it's also come with its with its challenges. You know, like you wake up every day knowing that you've got to be the best person in your sport every every day and, and you've got to put your best fo- foot forward. And, you know, you're out there training, working hard, and um, some days, especially down here, it's cold. You know, we used to train in the morning at 5.30 a.m. And, and if there's anything like this morning, it was freezing. So um, it can be quite chilly, but trying to motivate yourself to get up and, and get into it and, and do it can be can be tough, um, but it's just that that hard working mentality, and um, it's at at times it's not easy, um, and also the probably like the pressure that you get from um, probably fans.
fans now, to be honest, you know, like obviously with us with the World Cup at home last year, it was, um, there's a lot of pressure that comes on when you you got to perform um, in front of a, a home crowd and it's, it, it definitely comes with its challenges, but at the same time, um, I love pressure um, and I think pressure is a privilege, so you got to embrace that. Especially a sold-out Eden Park. Mate, nothing better than a sold-out Eden Park in a World Cup final. Would have been better if it was a sold-out Orange Theory. Yeah, Orange Theory, that would have been gold, eh? Yeah. You're such an incredible player. What is your secret? Eat lots. Eat, eat ten wheat bucks, mate. Eight ten wheat bucks. <laughs> <laughs> nah, um, I'd say I just worked hard. Um, it's probably cliche, Richie McCaw, but um, I didn't want to just be a black fern. I wanted to be a great black fern. And, um, so every day I woke up and I was always trying to work out what, what I can do to be better. Um, so for me, small things at training, um, never, never, cut, you know, never cut the line short. Um, I'd always be the last one to pick up the cones because to me the session wasn't over on a on a conditioning session until the cones were picked up, you know, and it's just that recovery, looking after your body. I was just very, very, I guess, disciplined in, in how I did things and, and my week was always planned around, you know, when I need to do my weights, when I need to do um, my mental skills stuff, everything, you know, I've, I never really missed a, missed a session um, unless I was kind of sick, but um, I was very disciplined in how my week was planned. Do you have any competition when you were picking up the cones? Mate, there's always competition, but I'm, mate, I'm a halfback. We always win, eh, hey, mate? Okay. Can you use a halfback? Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. It's a good position, eh, hey, mate? Yeah. Yeah. Arguable. Whoa. <laughs> what advice would you give young people that would like to make sport their career? Um, I've got a couple of things that I like to, to say to, to kids and it's it's heavily around um, you got to have fun in whatever you do um, and I know we can't you know you don't want to create black ferns and all blacks from when you're five or six it comes later so in the, all your years of primary and high school um, it's not till your end of your high school uh, or even after when you're you know after high school is when you can start taking it more seriously but my biggest piece of advice is um, uh, you got to take the opportunities when they come because they might only ever come once. So you got to take them with with both hands and and especially in a sport sporting environment and career, it's, it's so short in your whole life. So um, you know if you get asked to, to go to a training camp or be part of a, uh, a national team, you and you you know you might be working or something, but you got to take that opportunity because it might be literally the only time it comes around. Yeah, my favourite players are Rich Moinga, Severus, and Adi Savia, and Renee Holmes. Why is my name not in there, mate? What's going on? <laughs> Who's your favourite player and why? Uh, I I have multiple favourite players, eh? Um, and I know it's cliche, but Dan Dan Carter was also awesome. Um, just being a kicker myself, and he's obviously helped us heavily with the World Cup last year, and and he's been a, a great advocate. So he's he's been massive. Um, I've also had uh, Casey Robinson. She was a number eight for Canterbury and the Black Ferns, and she just had that like she just loves smashing people. Um, she just had that mentality of going out there and literally smashing people. And I even think she played a men's game once. Eh? She played a the one men's game just so she could go out there and, and, and smash people but um, there's just so many players out there that I just you know I just love watching and at the moment it's actually Cam Roydgaard the halfback for the Canes you know so I I change I change every every season of who my favourite player is Richie Moore is better than that yeah Richie Richie's good I love Richie too he's a great human um, and he's got the skill set eh? like he's he'll, he could take the All Blacks this year to win the World Cup I reckon yeah yeah definitely Hopefully, yeah. coming back to Dan Carter, what was that? What was the experience like 
getting the getting assisted by him for the World Cup. What was that feeling? Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Him coming in, eh? he's he's so um. No wonder he's such a great team because he's just so relaxed and calm headed. And he'd come in and he's really quietly spoken, and we had to make sure we listened in to him and and stuff. But um, just his knowledge and his expertise, eh? it's 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 you can understand why he was one of the world's best. I um, mean, he's a freak because he's also was really disciplined with his kicking, and he just loved. He, you know, he loved everything about kicking. His goal kicking is he spent. He still does it now. Like he's retired and he still takes ten balls down and puts his music on and, and goal kicks because that's his happy place. Um, but um, yeah, we learned a lot off him, which I think was huge, and it gave the girls that opportunity to be able to to grow and express yourself. And you know, if you're going to kick the ball, kick it. If it, you know, sometimes it doesn't come off. Sometimes it does. At Atafati, we are part of Etu Tangata, which is about helping people understand and tackle tall poppy syndrome. You have value is one of the three elements of Etu Tangata. What does this mean for you in relation to sport and life? Yeah, I think um, there's a big piece in there around, obviously, around values. Um, and there's a lot in sport and there's there's multiple things that kind of happen within that and it's heavily based around, like, identity within it. So, like, with, with rugby, because um, life can't just be sport, you've got to have an identity and, and values in the outside of, of, of rugby. And that's probably something that I've kind of gone through the last few years is working out who I am, what I want to do. Um, and then now I'm going through it again, now I'm retired. Um, but I think the values... Values piece is, is huge because you've got to like value yourself before you can value others, and in a team environment, like that's that's massive. Uh, we succeed together is another element. Can you talk to us about how you see this playing out in the teams you've been a part of? Mate, if I didn't have my team, um, and if we didn't succeed together, I definitely wouldn't be where I am um, today. It's it's massive around. Um, working together you know like you've mentioned at the start all my awards and accolades but I couldn't have done that without my teammates um and I everything that they do they motivate you they they keep you honest um you have good fun with them and it's all about working as one um and that's that's basically how we won the world cup like if we're a bunch of individuals out and about um you're not gonna you you know you're not gonna perform but it's the individuals within the team um if the team performs you perform individually usually Mm-hmm. Yeah. Others Matter is the final element. Does this feature in your sporting career and how? Yeah, I mean, as, as mentioned, in a team environment, um, everyone runs. Um, I think that's what's really cool about the Black Ferns is that we've got so many different cultures and so many different diverse people within the environment that that's what actually connects us. Um, no matter your background, no matter where you've come from, um, it's it's it, rugby. That's one thing that rugby does is it, it brings you brings you together as one, and it doesn't matter. That's what I mean. It doesn't matter where you're from, and I think that's what's what's been huge, and and that's probably why I've loved the game so much, and that's why I wanted to keep going back because the environment of the team and the background that everyone has and and also you know we've had to work full time as well as play for most of the years and and, and people have different working backgrounds and um but at the same time we had our we had our struggles together so we almost helped connect us as a team yeah yeah what are your goals for the next two years that's a good question, mate. Um, I, you know, now retired, so it's obviously a lot easier to set goals when you're playing sport um, and doing it full time. But for me, it's about, about work, um, and because I'm a female working in rugby, and rugby's obviously growing, I, I want to get myself into a, a role. Um, I currently work at New Zealand Rugby, and I want to get myself into a role where I can really make decisions and and challenge myself and um, and be be a real advocate for the game. Um, so that's definitely definitely one. Um, and then the other 
other one is just um, enjoy enjoy life. You know, 16 years of playing for the Black Ferns is a long time. I feel like I've got 16 years to catch up on. So just about enjoying that time with family and, and friends and, and catching up with people that I may not have connected with because I've been so busy with footy. Oh, yeah. What is your, like, job and are you playing any sport at all? Yeah, so my job is um, Women's Rugby Participation Manager for the South Island. So um, I work with all the provincial unions to make sure um, from a strategic level that they've got uh, opportunities for women and girls to play the game at any age and any stage, um, which has absolutely been awesome after the World Cup. Um, a lot of a lot of young girls and, and women want to play the game, so we always had to make sure that the provincial unions had the opportunities for them to... Um, you know, to to be able to to be able to play. So I love I love my job. Um, what was the second part of that question? Uh, Sorry. Are you playing any sport? Oh, any sport? Uh, yeah. Um, so I used to play squash at school, as I mentioned. So I've actually started squash back up again. Um, love it. I love it. I actually got got a bit of a bruise on the chin. I actually got whacked by the racket the other night um, by the opposition. Um, so I think squash is a little bit more dangerous than rugby. Start a brawl. <laughs> yeah. Did you hit but, them back? Yeah, no, I just beat them 6-1. So. Right. <laughs> Show them. <laughs> what made you want to play rugby over cricket? Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a good question. I get asked that a lot. Um, you know, I, I came down to Christchurch on a Lincoln scholarship um, for cricket, uh, and obviously made the Black Ferns that year as well. So I had to make the the decision between cricket and rugby. And I think because I played for the Central District Women's Team at a young age, um, I kind of felt like I had done a lot of that because I was fifteen, I think, and by then I was eighteen. It's only three years, but it felt like a lifetime. Um, and just you know, rugby was eighty minutes, and it's done. Cricket, you can be out there for six hours. You know, three batting, three bowling, and you might not even get a bat, or you might not even get a bowl. You're just standing out in the field getting sunburnt. So. Um, I think that helped make that make my decision, and um, it's so bizarre because a lot of people said to me, you know, if you chose rugby, I mean, chose cricket, I wonder where I would have been with that. Um, but yeah, I'm glad I chose rugby. Um, it's it's been awesome. Yeah, I really like putting on big hits. What's your favourite thing? Smashing people, scoring tries, try celebrations, or something else? Man, I might have to come watch you if you like putting in big hits. Um, for me, I. I love the decision-making piece of rugby. Um, I love being a halfback and, and you, you know, can you know, um, you get to yeah. pass it if you want or you can run yeah. if you want, you know, you don't have to, you get to make some cool decisions and it's the skill set that comes with it, the kick, the passing, the, you know, kick off both feet, pass, pass off both hands. Um, so that's what I love about it. And then probably most of all, and it sounds quite cheesy, but it's it's the friends, the friendships, um, the camaraderie that you have as a, with a team. And, you know, some of the girls will be my lifelong friends friends because uh, because of rugby and um, that's what I, I do love about it and that's I think what kind of got me going back every every year. What's it like playing rugby against some people that you know and have played with? <laughs> it's always the fun part. Uh, I feel like I'm more competitive when I'm playing my mates like especially down here because obviously our Canterbury team's um, Farah Palmer Cup's been successful and then we go back and play club footy against each other and I've got you know Georgia Ponsonby who's actually been on your podcast holding me down at the bottom of a ruck and um, you know and I'm shoving her head in the ground and you know just having a bit of fun with it too but I think you're always more competitive when you're playing your mates it's like you know if you're playing with your, your siblings in the backyard you're probably more competitive there than what you are out in the weekend um, but it's you know that's that's what we love about it. It's um, we all love going back to club footy to be able to have that good rivalry. Yeah. yeah. What's it like to have fans? Oh my god, it's been so awesome. 
like, you know what, I thought it was really cool when you guys asked me to come on to the, the podcast, being free, uh, four young boys and, and, love, and love rugby and love the Black Ferns and women's rugby now. It's pretty cool. Um, and that's been the biggest change for me is um, the back of the, off the back of World Cup, um, having 42,500 people there and then I'm walking into the mall or at the airport and someone's yelling at me from the other side of the terminal or from the supermarket being like, yo, Kendra, like, oh my God, like the World Cup was awesome. And, and it's just been really special. And then I went, um, you know, I based myself out of Canterbury Rugby at, uh, at Rugby Park there and I went across over to the to the cafe and these two young boys on their bikes like skidded in and they were like, oh my God, can we get a photo with you? You know, and that's something that we haven't necessarily had over the, over the years. So it's pretty cool now that the, the team uh, gets recognised and, and noticed. You have won three World Cups. Is there one that stands out or are they all very special? Uh, they are all very, very special because they've all got like their unique meaning. Um, 2010, uh, I was only, what, 21? So I was only a young one in the team. I didn't actually I didn't actually get on the field in the, in the World Cup final. Um, I was on the bench and I remember getting it. It was real close at the end and I just told the coach that I didn't want to go on the field. I was happy just watching because I was so nervous. Um, but the other two, obviously 2017, uh, 2014 we in Paris, we weren't very successful. We lost to Ireland, which kicked us out of the the playoffs. So um, winning 2017 was really cool to kind of come back and be like we, because the Bullock fans had never really lost. Um, so it was quite good to win that one. But honestly, nothing beats winning a World Cup at home in front of a sold out crowd like it, that was definitely one of my career highlights and it'll be something that I'll never forget yeah I don't think anybody will forget <laughs> yeah I don't think so either <laughs> you've been a captain of some great teams what makes a good le- a good leader in your opinion um I think like I'm someone that's I like to I like to lead by by what I do and lead by lead by my actions so um you know being on time as I said before I don't like taking shortcuts when doing fitness and whatnot so um it's just leading by your actions and everything you do and I think that's what's massive and a big part of that too is empathy and um you know you talked about others matter before which is massive and I think you know you've got to understand your teammates and and your friends and understand the people that are around you so you can um support them and and know who they are and and what they do yeah did you get nervous when you were playing games Yes, um, well, I think nerves are great. We talk about nervous and nerves and excitement being the same sensation. So, to me, if I didn't get nervous, I'd be more concerned. Um, nerves are great. Uh, it just shows you that you care and that you're really serious and you're ready to go. Yeah, my coach tells me that if I'm not nervous, I'm not excited enough, and it doesn't mean enough to me. Yeah, that I should always be yeah. nervous, or else it's like yeah, not worth doing. Because we all we all go oh nerve, we're like oh yeah nerves, oh no I'm nervous, <laughs> but it's okay, like it's fine to be nervous. Yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's honestly a really good thing. Do you have any strategies to cope with losing? How do you pick yourself back up? Um, it is it's a tough thing in sport, eh, to, to, to lose. Um, but I think if you've got a culture and environment within your team, then it generally it tends, it tends to be okay. Um, it's not necessarily easy. Oh, my God, I don't have a call. so good. Sorry, guys, on the podcast. Um, but, yeah, it's not easy to pick, your, pick yourself up after a loss. But, again, as I said, if you've got a good team culture and environment, it's kind of easy. You go back, you review your game, you look at the positives out of it and then you just flush it and move on because you can't dwell on it forever. Um, otherwise, it literally just pulls you down, eh? Does sport help you to create a positive mental state? 
yeah, I think sport's massive for that. Um, positive state of mind, like I think we talk about releasing endorphins and sport does that for you, running around, um, being out with your mates, it's it's awesome, it energises you as an individual. So um, it definitely helps, as you said, you talked about losing before, but it doesn't have to be negative. Losing can also be a good thing for you and your team. Um, so I think it definitely helps being out there with your mates and, and embracing that and, and having fun, um, which creates that positive state of mind. Yeah. yeah. If you could play for any team, who would it be and why? Or what team? Um, oh, that's a good question, actually. Um, I'd always... I was never really good at, like, netball or anything, so I wouldn't go there. Um, <laughs> it'd be pretty cool to play, like... Um, I just I've just been over in Chicago, so playing like ice hockey or something would be pretty cool. Something a bit different, but also it'd be cool to like to, you know, I think about being in the Black Ferns. But imagine if you got to, could play for the All Blacks. Mm. Yeah, like that'd be pretty cool. I know that that'd be pretty awesome. And 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 every week in week out they go over to you know London and go to Twickenham with eighty thousand people, um, which is which is huge, and to have that massive fan base. But that'd be pretty cool too. But there's so many other sports I just love to love to play. Yeah. What's your favourite ice cream flavour? Oh, it's definitely Gold Rush, you know, with the big chunky, like, yeah. crunchy yeah. bits in it. Yeah. Oh, so good. That is yeah. nice. Who doesn't like it? Where do you store your medals and important rugby stuff? Uh, currently, they I have a, um, a shelf in, in my room. They currently sit, sit on there. It's a real hard line because it's like... You don't want to have them too showing because, you know, you never know who's going to come and rob your house and grab something easy. So there's times where I'm like, oh, maybe I should hide them. And they're like, oh, mate, don't need to be on display. But um, currently they're just sitting on my shelf next to my, my bedside table. Um, I was actually talking to Dame Valerie Adams the other the other week and I asked her what she does with her Olympic medals because she's got so many of them. Mm-hmm. She's got a safe that she locks them in, oh. so I was like, oh, maybe I need to invest in a safe. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, it's one of those things that's, uh, yeah, you kind of work out, do you need them out on display or do you put them somewhere safe? <laughs> yeah. What kind of music do you listen to? Uh, I'm, I'm a mixed person. Um, I, le- I definitely love, um, like, a bit of 80s and 90s uh, pop music or um, generally, um, but I absolutely love, and you guys probably hear this, on, I've said it on multiple podcasts, um, Celine Dion. Um, I think she's incredible. A lot of people ask me what I listen to on game day. She, she it's a slow power ballad, but um, I love I love Celine Dion. And then, mate, anything like six sixty, um, you know, kind of gets you into it. But Eminem as well. We need to get a little bit pumped up closer to game time. But um, yeah, just mostly a little, mostly mostly a bit of old school. Yeah. Well, that's it for the interview. We'd like to say thanks for coming and talking to us. We realise you're super busy, and we really appreciate you giving up some of your spare time to chat with us. We really like hearing from amazing sports people, hearing about their day-to-day life, and about how sport has a positive impact on them. Oh, no problem, guys. Thanks for having me. It's all right. Yeah, thank you.